0: And welcome to the Carry On podcast, the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where the pastors get together and indulge in all sorts of Bible nerdery uh, because we love it. And we're so glad that you are here uh, partaking in that, listening to us today. uh, We are here. I'm Pastor Jen Hackbarth, along with...
1: Pastor Jay Carlson.
0: And we are without Pastor Megan. Oh, it's
1: sad. And
0: we miss her. And we're, we're a little, like... Nervous to do this without her, but I think we'll be okay.
1: Yes. Our, our leader is not here, but um, she'll be back next time I'm sure and yes. uh, we'll be here in worship on Sunday as well and Pastor Jen, it's good to be here with you though And we'll do our best without Pastor Megan here.
0: Yes, yes, and we I'm excited because we get to talk about a book of the Bible that um, I don't think we get to spend a ton of time in as uh, in Typical liturgy, typical worship, um, and that is the book of Proverbs. Yeah. And um, a couple things about the book of Proverbs. We've got in the Old Testament, the Hebrew scriptures, there's a whole bunch of different types of Um, literature. There's narrative literature, which is what we did in the book of Genesis or understood, learned about, uh, which are stories. And then you've got Psalms, which is full of songs and poetry. And now today we are talking about the wisdom literature in the Old Testament. And that includes the book of Proverbs, Song of Solomon, Ecclesiastes, and uh, in some ways, we could see the Book of Proverbs as like a how-to book, mm-hmm. or yeah. how to succeed, how to do well, how to be thoughtful about your life and how you live. So, the Book of Proverbs is full of advice, yeah, and full of ways to live
1: life. Yeah, I remember a seminary professor uh, who taught Bible uh, said that he felt often that it seems in people's lives and their in their faith lives at different periods of time they kind of gravitate to different parts of the Bible or maybe just drawn to different types of literature that are in scripture. And he said for him, as an example, he was really into the book of Proverbs as a teenager. I found that interesting. Maybe sort of as an angsty teenager, you kind of get into these this wisdom literature, perhaps. I don't know that that was necessarily true for me, but I could understand that uh, that you're you're looking for. Advice Like what is, you know, a a wise way to live, especially at that time as you're kind of asserting your own independence, um, Mm -hmm. figuring out your own path in life. I could see that the the wisdom literature, especially Proverbs, might be attractive to a young person.
0: Yeah, I have a 16-year-old son, and I could see him really getting into this. I think he would love arguing with me about it or or like processing, you know, is this good? Is this bad? How do I think about wisdom? How do I think about life? And I think he would find that to be really interesting to just think about are these good pieces of advice or are they old? Are they antiquated? Yeah, and
1: there's there's some, some parts of it are that the wisdom is available in creation, which I think is an attractive thing for a lot of people that got knowledge about the world can be found by observing creation. But then there's also kind of a a caveat to that, too. Verse 7 in chapter 1, the very beginning, says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Uh, So that's kind of where where wisdom is rooted in in knowing God, respecting God, uh, being in relationship with God.
0: Yeah, that's like the key, I think, verse, like the theme of the entire book is that the fear of the Lord is the beginning. That's where you start with your learning how to live well and how to live in a way that honors a God that you respect. Uh, So we've got this book of Proverbs that has keen observations about the world. Uh, The first part is uh, a little more thinking about wisdom. The the second part of the book is all of these like two-part sentences which are these terse sayings that give either like a new perspective, something that is an action that is morally upright. It, it really is these quick little pieces of knowledge. Um, but I wanted to look at a few parts of Proverbs that people may be familiar with or yeah. parts that we enjoy. I, when I think about Proverbs, I always think about chapter three. Verses five and six, which is trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own insight in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. I think a lot of people love that scripture and and um, use it in their own lives.
1: Yeah. And there's uh, another passage that that I am especially drawn to. And it's one uh, that that is sometimes read in the service of the Easter Vigil. That's not a service that a lot of people attend uh, or that all churches hold, Uh, but the the service of the Easter Vigil is what takes place the night before Easter, Saturday night, kind of the first celebration of the resurrection in in the Holy Week. And uh, one of the passages is from Proverbs 8 and 9, and this is, there's this personification of wisdom as a woman who is inviting people to come to a feast, uh, wisdom's feast, especially in in chapter nine. And it says, uh, you that are simple, turn in here. To those without sense, she says, come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. Lay aside immaturity and live and walk in the way of insight. I was kind of surprised to hear this year that my mother-in-law played the role of Lady Wisdom at her church's (laughs) Easter vigil this past year. I I wasn't able, we were in New Zealand, so I wasn't able to see that, but um, she had fun with that. It was a fun telling of of this and other passages.
0: Do you know what she wore to be Lady Wisdom? Oh, yes,
1: it was was wild. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I can't describe it exactly, but uh, a fun dress and... Um, I, I don't remember exactly what else was involved, but but she really got into the dramatic part of that.
0: Yeah, because mm-hmm. the Easter vigil itself is a pretty theatrical, dramatic, yeah. or it can be
1: yeah.
0: uh, a dramatic worship service. And I have yeah, to say, it's a time of just
1: telling stories as you're waiting for for you know Easter morning. So waiting mm-hmm. for the dawn, you tell stories. You. Uh, sing songs so it's kind of a fun service anyway uh,
0: it is and I have to say this is one of my favorite pieces of scripture just because it is a place in scripture where women are connected to wisdom (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that this idea of wisdom when people were thinking how can we personify wisdom the Writers of Proverbs thought, "Let's make it a woman," yeah, that's, <laughs> and I that's think wise. that's just really, yeah, that's why <laughs> I think it's very cool. It um, so, if you aren't aware of that, I think it's just a fun thing to know about this particular book of scripture. So, let's look at the scripture that we are going to be looking at for this coming Sunday, and it is from Proverbs sixteen. We're looking at 1 through 3 and 8 through 9. The plans of the mind belong to mortals, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All one's ways may be pure in one's own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit. Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Better is a little with righteousness than large income with injustice. The human mind plans the way, but the Lord directs the steps. So we looked at 1 Corinthians, and then we bounced all the way back to Deuteronomy, and now we are in Proverbs.
1: Yeah, and as we talk about generosity, um, there's different ways of thinking about that. One may be the ways we're inspired to be generous when we... um, you know, hear a story of God's transforming, transformative work in in our world or in the church. Um, and sometimes, though, we we can make commitments to be generous in the future. And I think this passage maybe highlights that side of generosity as well. The, uh, the verse verse three says, "Commit your work to the Lord, and your plans will be established." So there's that idea of of making a commitment. Um, in, in in our lives, that our, our work will be to God's glory, and, and when it comes to our finances, make a commitment of giving. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's one thing we'll be doing in a couple of weeks in our worship, making a plan for giving. So it's not just coming to church on Sunday and thinking, well, what can I give now? But, but making a, a commitment at the beginning of the year to be generous throughout the year.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something powerful about taking the time to plan ahead and i like how these verses from proverbs talk about how when we do make these plans when we incorporate god into our thinking ahead that that can be a really powerful thing and it can give space for god to work in our lives when we take the time to um to, to think ahead and to be intentional about um, you know, how we want to give, how we want to live, yeah. um, rooting everything in that respect for God.
1: Yeah, that's right. And that's not to say that there aren't times then where we w- won't be uh, moved to spontaneously give uh, mm-hmm. to a project or to a, a, an organization or to an individual, or uh, this week we're, we're collecting coats for refugees, <laughs> new refugees in our community. Um, that's an opportunity to, to give to a special need uh, maybe that we wouldn't have known about a mm-hmm. couple of months ago. But, uh, but there are we do know that the, the church's work will be continuing throughout the year in, in a variety of ways, and we can make a, a plan to support God's work through Easter, for example, mm-hmm. um, ahead of time.
0: Yeah, I'm always amazed when congregations take on something like a big uh, campaign or mm-hmm. s- or take on uh, some extra <laughs> opportunities for spontaneous giving, like you were saying, with bringing in coats or giving toward hurricane relief or something like that. Uh, when you do these special efforts for giving, then the regular giving in the congregation almost always stays the same. Yeah. Like yeah. how if you have that <laughs> intentional piece, people... If you've thought ahead, people just keep doing that, probably partly because it's like automatically, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is, you know, a blessing in its own way. But then when you do have these spontaneous opportunities on top of it, people often are inspired to be generous above and beyond maybe what they even were planning to in the first place. Like that that well-rounded opportunity for giving is both the very consistent giving but also the more spontaneous giving.
1: Yeah, I've, I've talked with some financial advisors, so a, a financial counselor that I'm thinking of right now who works for Lutheran Social Services, and he he'd said that he'll often talk with people when they come in for counseling, financial counseling. He'll, he'll start out talking about giving, which seems a little counterintuitive if people are struggling with debt or uh, just you know too many expenses. Um, he, he talks about giving because that's one way of just being more mindful about Finances in general, and and if we start with with giving, that will also kind of put into priority other expenses that we have in our lives, in our daily lives. So, um, so it's just a good, wise practice uh, as mm-hmm. we're thinking about proverbs. Uh, good to start with with thinking about giving.
0: Yeah, I I think about the like you mentioned the the first fruits, mm-hmm. and how that can be. Challenging for us um, because we are often wanting to uh, look at our budget and then whatever's left over. Yeah. Um, and it can be much harder to look at. Here's my first fruits. Here's what I want to give, and um, and and make that happen. Like arrange the rest of your finances around what you want to give, which mm-hmm. I think goes back to what you were saying.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, on Sunday, you'll be preaching on this text, on these on these themes. Uh, it's also, though, um, it's a big day. There's a lot going on. We have First Communion for yes. some of the young people in the congregation, and also we'll be observing All Saints Sunday, which is mm-hmm. a, a special Sunday, I think, uh, in the church year. One of my favorites, actually.
0: Yeah, me too. I love All Saints Sunday, and... Um, yeah. So, what is it you love about it?
1: Well, uh, just the the remembering. There's just kind of um, you know the in the Celtic uh, theology of, of of Ireland, Scotland. There, there's this theme or this topic of uh, thin spaces. Have you heard of that thin places? Mm-hmm. Uh, in it's kind of a concept. The idea that there are places where the the divide between this world and the next are is very thin. Um, and and uh, I, I think All Saints Sunday can be kind of a space like that, where mm-hmm. just the people we've loved who have died are, just seem to be a little bit closer to us in our, in our memories. Uh, my wife is a, a physician, and I asked her if I could uh, share this on the podcast today, but, and she said yes, um, <laughs> that for her, All Saints has become especially important. Not only does she remember fri- friends and family who have died, but also she puts together a list of all of her patients who have died in the past year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like we do at the church, sometimes we we put together a list of of members who have died and and maybe light a candle in their memory or ring a bell. Uh, And she does the same for, for her patients. And sometimes, some years that can be a pretty long list, but it's an opportunity for her, just individually, she doesn't make it public or anything, but just on her own to remember people she has cared for through her vocation Mm -hmm. Uh, on All Saints Sunday.
0: I love the way All Saints Sunday gives us space to do that. I think in our regular lives, we may not take the time to really remember and um, communally uh, celebrate those people. I love that I can come to church on All Saints Sunday and know that I'm not the only one who is Mm. missing someone in my life or grieving someone or Thankful, and so it's just this lovely like gathering of people where we're all there to remember. And to me, it gives me so much comfort Mm -hmm. and so much um, feeling like I'm not alone in that.
1: I like that. That's a good way.
0: And I like that that you're. It's it's not even friends and family, but it goes beyond that to other people in our lives who have impacted us. And I think about how we have talked on the podcast together about people in our own lives who have influenced our faith and have been examples to us of giving um, and generosity. And uh, I especially will be thinking about them on this Sunday as we continue to move through this stewardship um, giving uh, worship series and remembering the people in my life who have shown me what it means to live with open hands <laughs> yeah, rather yeah. than uh, just holding things tightly. That's and good. I can think of so many people in my life and um, my in-laws, all so many people that have shown me what it means to be generous.
1: Yeah, That's a good point. The saints in our lives are not just those who have died, but there some are still living. Many are still living yeah, who yeah. are still continuing to teach us about God's grace and generosity. Um, Uh, Sometimes in other churches where I've been, not only have we rung a bell for people who have died in the past year, but also for anyone who was baptized in the past year. Um, Mm -hmm. So remembering even little infant saints who are (laughs) are with us, who maybe teach us something about God's grace, too. As they receive God's grace, uh, we remember that we do just as an infant does.
0: Yeah, and I think about that, too, the whole idea of saints and sinners and how um, we don't have to be perfect in what we do. And I think sometimes in life and in, even in our giving, uh, we can plan mm-hmm. to be a certain way with our generosity and then life gets in the way, things happen. Uh, and But we can always go back to God and, and try again and restart and think about uh, generosity again in new ways. So it's it's even if you aren't giving in the way that you wish you could be giving or uh, because I think we can be really hard on ourselves about that part of our lives and so I think knowing that looking at the saints in our lives none of them were perfect people Mm -hmm. Um, all of them were very human but yet they still were able God used them to influence us in powerful ways Um, often through their mistakes <laughs> yeah that's right
1: that's, that's true yep. yeah yeah uh, we're, we're not called to be perfect and saints are not are not perfect people that's not a requirement for for being yeah. a saint um no no one is all of the time generous or all of the time yeah. faithful um but but God works through them yeah even through those mistakes and foibles and faults uh God yep. is at work
0: yeah yep. I mean we root it all and respect for God and I think the book of Proverbs too has all of these ideas for wisdom and it's meant to be I think it was actually meant to be like a training book for um, people even uh, young kids like you were saying like teenagers can really get a lot I think maybe because this book was possibly written for kids who were Mm -hmm. learning how to live and learning about these different Proverbs as they were growing up Um, but I think it just because there are so many of them and it's just like wisdom keeps going and keeps going and we keep making mistakes and we keep returning to God's wisdom and it just keeps us constantly um, moving forward in our lives Mm -hmm. rather than just uh, feeling overwhelmed and and wanting to uh, give up or step back from what we are able to do and I always like to think of giving as something that is meant to be joyful meant to yeah. be fun um, we do it is good to be prayerful and thoughtful with our giving and that I think allows us to have fun with that as well
1: mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah yeah giving can open us up to receiving in new ways too like, like you yeah. said uh, live with open hands um, and we, as we share, we may find ourselves a little more open to, to the gifts that are around us in in community and in God's creation, uh, whatever wherever the the spirit may be leading us.
0: It's true. Yeah. Well, thank you, Pastor Jay.
1: Great to talk with you today. (laughs) Yes, thank you for your wisdom. (laughs) Yes,
0: for our wonderful book of Proverbs. And thank you to all of you for listening today. We are so glad that you were here. And we remember, as always, our mission is to grow in faith and carry Carry on on the work of Jesus Christ. Have a great week, everyone.
1: May the road rise up to meet you.